The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome. Hmm. Well, uh, a Canadian episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 706. And I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, if you don't have True Cult Coffee in the house, pause now. Just pause. Go order it. Get the coffee and then come back here because we're going to talk you through making the Royal Canadian and the Canadian Death March in honor of Canada Day. So once you have your True Call coffee, and we have put this video out um, on the um, on the Radioactive Metal YouTube channel, you can find it. My buddy Chris and I made, made a fun video of different uh, coffee recipes. And um, so you get your True Call coffee, brew your True Call coffee, the Royal Canadian. This, this one is pretty easy for most people. You get your eight ounces of coffee. You sweeten it to taste with some maple syrup, right? That's the Royal Canadian. That's super simple, very delicious. Even if you don't like coffee, if you like maple syrup, it's all going to work out well together because I'm the guy that didn't like coffee until I had True Coat Coffee. Um, New York Helvete is what I did these with because that was what I wanted to try, the dark roast. Um, and then if you would like to bump it up and you're feeling metal and you want to have the Canadian death March, same thing, your coffee sweeten with your maple syrup. Um, and then you add a splash of Tabasco for the, the, the death part, right? So mm-hmm. that's some serious stuff. So that is what you should be doing for this Canadian, uh, Canadian day for this Canada day. <laughs> I already had wine with dinner before I had this beer I'm cracking, so it's going to be an interesting episode, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. It's metalheads making coffee for other metalheads. Um, they're not Canadian, but hey, nobody's perfect. It's all right. <laughs> That's right. You and the good folks at True Cult Coffee and all of our non-Canadian past Guests on Radioactive Metal are honorary Canadians, honorary Winnipeggers. 
So I can't think of anyone else that I would rather be doing this very special Canadian-type episode with than you, my friend. Um, as we speak, okay, this isn't live, okay, it's and, when's, when, <laughs> and when it's... If you're listening to it the first time it's available, it will be July 7th. But as we speak, it is July 1st. It is Canada Day. And I figured, you know what, Aaron, here, let's kind of forego a lot of our usual stuff and a lot of our usual banter and all that. And let's just celebrate. Let's just be two guys in a world of heavy metal fans listening to us. Let's just hang out, shoot the shit about whatever we want, whether it's music related or not. Crank a, uh, I got a stack of Canadian wax here, ready to go. And we're just going to have a really cool time. How, um, okay, obviously it's not a holiday, down in the U.S., you know, your holiday will be in, what, three just days? Just a couple days, July, yeah, July just 4th? a couple yeah. days. Yeah. Well, it was a holiday up here, but what um, what did you do for your July 1st? Well, we went to the neighbors, had a lovely, lovely dinner and a nice uh, bottle of wine. Um, right. And that's why I am so chatty already. <clears throat> <laughs> So, yeah, this is going to be a good time. Um, and I mean, other than that, I've been working. You know, I, I got a big project done, finally. Um, and, it, well, so this is kind of Canadian. And, and it's going to be a leap. So go on the journey with me, listeners. But um, okay. I sat down with a pedal that I got that I am thrilled about. It's uh, by a company called Solo Dallas. And... Solo Dallas, uh, the um, the guy, his name's Phil, spelled with an F. I think he's Italian, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I, I apologize because he's really a great guy. Like, literally, I got a handwritten note that said, Welcome to the Solo Dallas family on my receipt when they shipped it. Nobody handwrites on anything anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, that's really cool. But anyway, he um, makes a pedal. It's called the Schaefer Replica. And it was to mimic the circuit in the Schaefer wireless that ACDC used back in the 70s because somewhere in the 70s, um, I actually this might have been on the, the back and black record, but they were going in to cut tracks and Angus didn't like his tone. He's like, it sounds better live. And so they're like, well, I use a wireless live. So he goes and gets this wireless. And it's the Schaefer wireless. And it just happened to be the circuitry, right? There's like a boost circuit in it and a compressor. So he tracked down these units and made them into a compact pedal. And I got one. And, you know, if anyone who's been listening the last couple of knows I've been on an ACDC journey, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pick this up. Because I was watching his videos to learn the solo for You Should Have Been All Right Long. And this is a great sounding pedal. And the cool thing about it is it doesn't do much unless you've already got dirt going, right? So I've got my overdrive. It's not distorted yet, but it just tightens everything up and it really gives you that Angus tone. And I was getting that out of my Telecaster. And then I plugged in the SG today 
I'm like, holy shit, this is great. And for anyone who's like, ACDC's Australian, that guy's Italian. How the hell does this have anything to do with Canada? Well, here's the Canadian part. Um, Phil himself took this unit that he had made, and I don't know if it was a stone box or like he had built a tower or two, um, but he took it to ACDC when they were at a recording studio in Canada. And he presented ah. with it. And um, it was actually on one of the um, newer ACDC records. Um, it, w- it was used. So, and it all happened. This exchange took place in Canada. So there we go. Happy Canada Day. <laughs> right on, right on. That's the stuff that I like to hear about with regards to this. Um, myself, we kind of started today off because like like i said it is a holiday up here i had the day off so slept in a bit and then mrs snowy said okay we're about to we're about to step out for the afternoon but before that i'd really like to go out for breakfast so we did we hit we hit one of uh, one one of our favorite restaurants and we grabbed a skillet really really the the meat lovers skillet i mean i think that's kind of canadian Definitely. And then from there, we kind of made our way out to the grand opening of our good buddy, Mr. Matt Perlman, his collectible shop, First Row Collectibles. Now, I believe I might have talked about this last episode. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. What what he what was going on with last week was they just kind of had a soft opening. They were just kind of just bringing in some stuff like from wherever into the shop so they said what the hell we might as well just start selling some stuff this weekend for what we already have in so last week i managed to grab grab some really cool pro wrestling collectibles and this uh this weekend starting two days just a couple hours ago um was their grand opening and we had a fantastic time the place was packed it was really cool to see and like it's not like it's a huge place okay but you know you get about a dozen uh, you get about a dozen a dozen people in in there and you got some really good business going so um, I found I found um, some old issues of pro wrestling illustrated and main main event wrestling and a nice replica of the uh, American Association of Professional Baseball Trophy in commemoration of 2012 when our Winnipeg Gold Eyes won it all. Thank you very much. That that was really cool. And we just had a really cool time. So when in Winnipeg and you are a fan of pro wrestling and sports collectibles and memorabilia, you're going to want to check out First Row Collectibles. 1385 Main Street. Go in, say hi to Mr. Matt Perlman, and tell him that your uh, cool Uncle Snowy sent you. Always a good time. Always a good time. Uh, Like I said, we've got a lot of really cool stuff to talk about. Um, The songs, okay, that I kind of, uh, that I picked... I kind of threw the idea out on to the social medias, onto um, my Facebook page, okay, 
and on the Manitoba Metal Facebook page group, okay? And I said, okay, this is what we're doing. If you, well, we're taking requests and all that. So, yeah, I got a mitt full of requests here. I even got a uh, couple, uh, shall we say, celebrity requests as well. That was really cool to see, to get us going and rock, rocking and rolling. I'm just finishing up my last Lemmy here. Okay, but as you will recall, it was the last episode I introduced the world to Lamplighter Beer. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was the episode before that. The very, the very Canadian, very hockey beer. Well, I stopped on the way on the on the way from Matt's. I stopped at the liquor store and grabbed a lamplighter and a bottle of Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Are you familiar with that at all? I have heard of it. I have never tried it because whiskey is, burns me enough without adding cinnamon. <laughs> okay. Well, it's very tasty. Okay. Like, oh, I, uh, the people who, who've like, had it tell me it's the best thing they've ever had. Oh, for sure. For sure. It is absolutely amazing. I'm a dyed in the wool Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels guy. I, I always will be, but this, this fireball is it, okay. You know, you like, you have your, when you're having dinner, you have a sensible dinner, meat, rice, vegetables. And then on the weekend, you'll order pizza or fried chicken or something. You know what I mean? Sure. Like being a family man. Okay. For me, the Jack Daniels and maybe the Labatt Blue Beer, that's, that's, the, um, that's the staple. That's the staple meal. And then on the weekend, the fireball, okay, is it's like is like the al- the alcohol version of of ordering a pizza or something. So that's the way I'm kind of looking at it. So I'm going to be finishing up my uh, my last lemmy here. I'm going to cramp this, going to crack this lamp lighter, and then we're going to rock and roll to get us going on this. Let's uh. One of the uh, segments I do think that we should keep this week is the mandatory metal segment, courtesy of the true, the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee. And you know what? We'll also double for our indie spotlight as well, because I thought it was very apropos for True Cavalt. Let's go with a really cool winnipeg black metal band we've played this band on the indie spotlight before basically a one of those one man black metal bands in primordial serpent their uh his ep hail the serpent let's uh go with warriors of the frostbitten plane now that's very canadian
Hey, dude, I just cracked open a lamp, the lamplighter beer here, which, of course, is a very Canadian. Okay, not only because it's like a beer, but um, I like to drink this because, you know, I'm a Pocky fan. Very, very Canadian. And I really dig the artwork on on the cover of old school painting of a hockey game well probably going back to the 30s by the way it looks so yeah yeah really enjoying this what's uh what do you want to talk about well i am drinking trooper beer in honor of british columbia canada right because it's british british beer british columbia right same thing (laughs) i get it that's how that's how we make that right on right on um as well, there's kind of an- another connection to this. But have you heard of the 70s, early 80s hard rock band Trooper? No. They are a Canadian band. Come on, dude. You've never heard the Boys in the Bright White Sports Car, that song? I don't think you understand how isolated I was as a youth. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Snowy. <laughs> okay, well. Here's here's some homework. Since you've got Trooper on the mind, check out well, the Canadian hard rock band Trooper. Right on, right on. You know what? It kind of gives me an idea of maybe we'll play a little game lay, later on. How does that sound? I think that would be a fun game. Um, oh, and okay. I actually came up with my own game because um, <laughs> since I really don't know much about the Canadian uh, artists, which is kind of what we talked about. I have a whole bunch of guitar magazines from the 80s, and I think I just want to like list who's in it, and you tell me if they're Canadian or not. I think this will okay. be fun. Just random. We'll just see how this works out. But before okay. we get started, we have some major congratulations to go out. Um, every oh, okay. Friday, I check Apple Music for new music for metal. I go into the metal section and they have the new releases they have playlists well they also have the best new songs category right so whatever the new release okay. is the hot new so- song by whatever artist and it's out there at the top of that list and congratulations to metallica because they have the best new song today on apple music with master okay. of puppets <laughs> oh, 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 is this anything like the Billboard Heat Seeker bullshit? Well, it, dude, that, everything is AI thinking. now, right? Pe- people, nobody understands why I hate AI. And and honestly, like this is also why I dislike Google, right? Because everything is algorithm. Like everything has become so computer automated. We've taken people so far out of it that mm-hmm. it's just now just following an algorithm that everybody says, well, that's close enough. I'm like, well, no, it's really not. Um, But let's see here. I'm trying to find the album. Here we go. Um, And what happened is Stranger Things 4, season four, released a new big soundtrack today, and there's 22 songs. And, dude, this soundtrack is completely up your alley. It's fantastic. It's got a new version of like Journeys Separate Ways. It has a version of California Dream by the Beach Boys I've never heard. Um, I Was a Teenage Werewolf by the Cramps. Um, <clears throat> Rock Me Amadeus. You know, like just great, great 80s tracks, right? But Master of Puppets is on here. 
you know okay and um I, obviously i love master puppets but i i this is where you know ai is like okay what's a new release all right, now what's the P- Sonic's game played the most from those new releases? Oh, it's Metallica's Master of Puppets, best new song. <sighs> yeah, guys, it's not new. Like I, <laughs> I understand how the algorithm works, but this is where we need a person fact checking shit, right? So, uh huh. Yes. So yeah, yeah, I I got a chuckle out of that this morning, uh, and I just you know had to had to share had to share because it's a good time. <laughs> right on. But congratulations, right on, right on. Metallica, best new song. <laughs> There we go. There we go. I I heard good things about the uh, about those youngins. So we might hear some good stuff from them soon yeah, enough. We might. We might. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll have to give mm-hmm. that album a listen. <laughs> Speaking of some dumbassery, okay, and just like what a surprise! What a surprise! This was with that whole um, stadium tour that was supposed to have started. You know, before the Black Plague hit with uh, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. That huge stadium tour that everyone was so so excited, so stoked for. COVID hits, it has to be put off. Well, it's back on. And, of course, it's nowhere near me if I wanted, if I wanted to see, the, which actually is a pretty amazing bill. Oh, I'd love to see it. I wish it was coming if, somewhere near you, me. Yeah, if you kind of like that stuff, the the closest to me is Minneapolis. Okay, well, I guess the bands are doing the press junket now for it, and one Vince Neil. Okay, <laughs> he took his took his size nines, I guess, kind of ended up planting it firmly into his own yap where he was recently quoted as saying we paved the way for all these edgy satanic bands that came after us you've got to be kidding me okay we pioneered the evil satanic themes long before others thought it was cool now <laughs> he's he's making reference to the Shout at the Devil right. album cover. The the because only satanic record they have. <laughs> they ever had. <laughs> okay. And all because of the pentagram. Right. <laughs> On the front of it. So that kind of makes me think, okay, Vince. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you had your little occult moment. Yeah, well, let's... Um, Let's think of all of these bands that never came before Motley Crue, okay? Like, oh, I don't know, Venom? Their debut album, Welcome to Hell, that had the pentagram on the front with the goat's head in inside of each you know, inside the star, the up, the, the upside down star. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think Venom kind of had a had a handle on that before you guys did. I don't know exactly. I think the first Bathory album came out the same year as Shout at the Devil. Hmm. hmm. So you got to be careful about that. See, there, you're um, spinning this the wrong way. We we need to list all the records that we only had because of motley crew uh, you know like slayer 
We only have Slayer because of Slayer, Motley Crue. Yes. Rain and Blood right. would have never happened if they hadn't put out Shout Out the Devil. That's right. That's right. That's right. And of course, when you think about bands like kind of like that have some occult leanings and some, you know, okay. Um, well, let's see. What's the band that started it all? Hmm. Black oh. Sabbath, maybe? <laughs> I, I thought you were going to tell me Canada's Slaughter again. <laughs> oh, no, no. I got some Slaughter coming up a little later on. Oh, I, I'm sure I got we do. About them. That that I that I want to talk about that. So, so I was like, okay, Vince, are you back on the sauce again? I like, think he must be. Like, like, have you seen any clips of the performances? No, not yet. So you know, um, Nikki Six is in fighting shape, right? Like, like he uh-huh. he's you know, and, and he's been documenting himself getting into shape and getting ready for this tour, and be like, yeah, we're gonna go out, we're gonna kick ass. You know, Mick Mars playing great. Tommy Lee broke a bunch of ribs, still doing the tour, and the footage I've seen, he is not holding back. So he's a beast, you know. But then there's Vince. Vince was literally making up nonsensical words. Like, just okay, picture kicks up my, yeah. my heart. And instead of like, when I get high, I get high on speed, it's just like, na, 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 la, 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 like that. Like, no shit, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. First, there's all kinds of technology to help you remember the words if you don't remember them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Second, you've had three fucking years to get in shape for this show. What? Well, for sure. Why didn't you get your ass off the couch? You know? Because, I mean, he, he seems to be holding up, and the voice sounds okay. But, like, why weren't you doing something for those past three years? And, for the love of God, do you know what people are paying to hear you sing those songs? Sing oh, the songs. Yeah. Like, come on. See, that's... Okay, because, like, like, when I'm at a show, I'm lost in the moment. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know, like, I, I, I understand... People have off nights, and with if if I'm already rocking and rolling and strutting and strolling and had a couple lemmies and all that, I'm I'm more feeling the vibe more than more than I'm worried about the performances. I'm not paying hundreds of dollars for these shows, though. Okay, right. So. Yeah, if I was, then I would cons- I'd be concerning myself with, you know, with the band. Okay, if you're charging me this much and you're, I got to go into a fucking corporate building, you know, like the the hockey the hockey rinks rinks and all that. If I deal with fucking Ticketmaster as well, if I got to go through all that crap, you know, you better have your shit locked down. <laughs> you know, if I don't got to go through that, fine. It's a party and I'm good with that. But yeah, like if you don't have your shit together, man, then you better start knocking some, uh, some desk, some decimals off of your uh, ticket prices. Yeah, no kidding. I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, I guess three out of four ain't bad, but it'd really be nice if they could get Vince on board with the rest of them. 
<laughs> with me, yes, yes. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Because a big stadium tour like this, okay, you know Def Leppard, okay? It's not going to be my Def Leppard, which is the first three albums. Right. The My New Wave of British Heavy Metal. It's not going to be my Def Leppard. Poison, I'm sure they're good live. I can take, I can leave or take. Okay. Um, probably the band that's going to steal this show for me is probably Joan Jett, especially if oh, she yeah. wants to throw out some uh, some Runaway stuff as well and some cool covers. So, I'd, hey. I'd be going for Joan and for Crew um, on, on this show. And I, I would only go for Crew because I saw them on Crew Fest um, a few years back with Buck Cherry, and I only went to that Crew Fest to see Buck Cherry. And we just happened to stay around for crew, and I'd never seen them live, and that was my first time, okay. and they blew me away. Like I had no idea that Mick Mars was that good. Like you know, I, I obviously I've heard all the albums, I know the songs, and and you know at the time he was just like every other slick guitarist of the eighties. And then I saw him play live, and you know he kind of did his own thing. I'm like, oh whoa like he is way better than i've ever given him credit for so that that kind of turned me right there mm-hmm. like, oh yeah i'll go see these guys again this is great stuff right on no no for sure for sure um you want to drop a track here let's yeah, go with it. it with okay let's go with the band here that i'm sure has all of motley Crue's albums okay Particularly Girls, Girls, Girls and Theater of Pain. Steel this is Panther. the mighty. <laughs> this is the mighty blasphemy. The title track from Fallen Angel of Doom.
Okay, our longtime listeners will know that this band has been around pre-COVID, pre-mask, pre-vax controversy, because we've had them on the show and we've played their last record. They are an awesome a Quebec hardcore band. That is Get the Shot. Love them. They're all oh, fantastic band. Their new EP survival denied that was the title track really really cool stuff i want to get them on the show someday again and i certainly someone from blasphemy dude like that would be off the hook yeah you know for sure for sure for sure so what uh what else do you kind of got in mind that you want to talk here well, really, there hasn't been much. I mean, thankfully, I didn't have much of a metal fix this week anyway, uh, other oh, than yeah. you know, congratulating Metallica. Um, right. But, you know, you tagged me in some great, great things here. Let's mm-hmm. let's take a stab at, you know, Gene Simmons says Ace Freely and Peter Chris aren't in good enough shape to play a complete Kiss show. Um, <laughs> hasn't that been going on for a while now? Oh, my goodness. One, um, it's true. Right for for anybody who's like, no, Gene's just a jerk. Um, you guys did not see the Psycho Circus tour. I can't believe Ace was able to stand up, and Peter just looked disinterested. It was awful. Wow. I was I I've never never in my life have I left a Kiss show disappointed up to that point. I had seen Kiss play so many times. I had seen them play, you know. At, um, on an outdoor stage in the 90s, you know, basically at the bottom, like before there were any inklings or rumors of the reunion tour, like like, like when they were finally like kind of like at the bottom again, you know, kind of like they were at the beginning of the 80s. And I've never been disappointed by, by a kiss show, ever. Like they always put on an amazing show. It's always 100% about the fans. And the Psycho Circus tour... Half of the members were still doing that, Gene and Paul, because that's mm-hmm. what Gene and Paul do. But Peter and Ace, I'm like, at, like literally at that moment, I'm like, oh, that's why these guys were fired the first time. Like, like <laughs> I, I was so bummed because I'm like, fuck. And I, I didn't see them for years after. Like, like, because typically anytime Kiss came through town, I would see them. Um, I did not see them again until, oh, dude. I didn't see them again until this tour, the end of the road tour. Wow. So wow. that was 2002. So, you, so that was like 20 years I went without seeing Kiss show. Right, right. So you have seen them on this end of the road. Twice. Twice twice now. Okay, well, that kind of, that kind of, that little nugget kind of left my head because I was going to ask, without, without, like, are you one of one of those um, art, art and adamant Kiss fans? Well, it's not Kiss without with without Ace or Chris or, you know, you're not one of those guys. Well, no, no, no. Because because uh, like my kiss was Bruce Kulik and Eric Carr with Gene and Paul. Right. That that's always going to be my kiss because that's where I came on board. Right. Heaven's on Fire is the first single that I heard. And then my first full album that I really bought um, and that I say, like, I was into the band and it came out that I was waiting for was Asylum. And that's Kulik's first record. So that that's the lineup to me that is like that's my classic kiss lineup, you know. 
Um, I I will admit I took issue with um, Tommy wearing Ace's makeup. I was like, oh guys, just call it, you know, just just quit yeah. already, just just retire. A new character, yeah. yeah. And, but oddly, I had no problem with Eric Carr in the, or not Eric Carr, Eric Singer rather in the um, in the Peter Chris makeup. No, no issue with that at all. And and I think it's because uh, Singer was in the band after Eric Carr passed away, and so I already kind of knew him. Like, ah, no, I get it. Uh, but mm-hmm. Tommy has went on to do so many wonderful things. Like you know, he had his different signature amplifiers. That, that had like the space a symbol even though it was him and the signature guitars and i i want to say a, i i don't know how much but a good portion of all his signature gear goes to charity ah, and once you find that i was like okay i really can't be pissed about the makeup it's fine <laughs> you know because obviously not only is he playing he's thankful to be in that role and he wants to pay it forward to other people. I'm like, okay, this guy's a class act. Let, let's let's do it. So yeah, so no, I I have no problem with it now, especially on the end of the road tour. Like that's why I saw it to- twice. I saw it once in Pittsburgh with my parents, you know, and my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they happened to come through Charleston sooner than I expected, and I went to see that show. And um, right it, it was a last minute decision, but I got a great ticket. Right, nice and close because right. it's a smaller arena here. And I'm like, okay, oh. now what you're saying is coming back. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm like, this now. is awesome. So, yeah, so, and, and I'm glad because, like I said, after the Psycho Circus tour, I was nervous about the end of the road tour because, you know, like Paul's voice, he's been having trouble. Um, and I'm like, oh, is this going to be something where I'm just going to be like, oh, God. I, you, you know, and, and the hard thing is, the Psycho Circus tour was after like the first reunion tour when they'd all been working out. It was they were fresh, right? And so, mm-hmm. but the the show before that was the Revenge tour. The show before that, Hot in the Shade, right? So I have seen amazing Kiss shows, full stage shows, all the sort of stuff, and then you get to the reunion tour in '96, and you're just like, oh my god. I'm in the 70s. This is what I've dreamed of seeing my entire life. And you're like, wow. And then they put out Psycho Circus. And I'm like, okay, there's some good tunes on here. And then I'm really excited because I'm like, I can't believe it. Like, the kiss from the 70s is back. Like, I, you know, it's, it's kind of like getting to see the Destroyer tour at this point. Like, yes. And you go and it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would be crushed, too, if, if that was the case when you say Destroyer, because the original lineup, you know, that is my kiss, even though, like, um, I Love It Loud from the Creatures album. Like, oh, that such is my a great song. favorite kiss song. And, and just top 10 favorite songs of all time overall. But if. I if the end of the end of the road tour does make there's been no announcement or anything but if it does if it does make it up here and it's Singer and Thayer okay I, I'm cool I'm cool you know I've never seen I've seen Kiss once the um eight, 1987 glam hair metal Kiss without the makeup Crazy Nights tour 
Crazy Nights, yes. Anthrax was the support act, and that was no. the reason why I went with it. Yeah, Anthrax was your support record. act? It was, yeah. I would have lost my mind if that was the bill that's, here. That's, that's the reason. Okay, when this tour came by, yeah, I was a Kiss fan, but like hair metal had just become so prevalent, and it was... In my eyes at the time, it was just killing all of my favorite bands. Oh, wow. Okay, so I was there to see Anthrax. support act. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, then that was the first time I saw Anthrax, and it it was absolutely fantastic because I was one of the few people in this arena that really appreciated what they saw because this was you know this was the big four of thrash you know the only people that had heard of anthrax were thrash fans yeah how how they got on this kiss tour then who knows because it was a couple more years before anyone really gave a rat's ass about anthrax and all that so i was there for them and i decided you know what you've never seen kiss it's not the kiss you want why don't you stick around? And yeah, I had a I had a good time, but like I said, not not the kiss I want. So I would really like to see um, the end of the road thing come up here, and I would be good. You know, at some point, I I would be all for an Ace Freelys Free Freely solo show or Freely's Comet. No, I was all for that, dude. Ace just doesn't have it, man. He he just like even even if 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 it's his tour, he still just can't hold it together. He's just you know it's like and I, I've thought about this a lot, right? Because I I love Kiss, I love the original four, and you know Gene and Paul truly live to perform. Right, like yes, it's a business. Yes, they merchandise the hell out of everything. Yes, they maximize every single dollar. But every time they they step on that stage, they give everything to the fans. Like they they never want uh, the fans to go home disappointed, right? Because they uh, mm-hmm. they truly understand like th- this is the reason they have what they have. And I really believe that it's just you know Ace just really got caught up in the rock and roll lifestyle, you know, and just like, Oh, I can drink. Oh, people just bring me whatever I want. This is great. You know? And I think Peter Chris just got bored. Like, I just don't think it was ever really what he wanted to do. And, um, you know, and that's why he just finally kind of left. I just, I don't know. Gene, Gene and Paul, there is definitely a spark there. (laughs) Even if there are times they've hated each other, you know, there's definitely quite the, quite the spark between the two of them. Keeps well, going. yeah, it's 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 um, Mick and Keith, it's Tyler and Perry, it's Gene and Paul. Like, yeah. it's no matter what, yeah, yeah. I think that's the only way that you cannot have Kiss is when one of those two guys leaves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even for though sure, they're sure. they are trying to set it up, like here's what we're gonna see. They are going to do this end of the road tour. It's going to be a few years. And then once everybody's had enough time, I could see them sending out another version of Kiss with Tommy, Eric, and Gene and Paul replacements. 
And then eventually okay. they replace um, Peter and I'm sorry, Eric and Tommy. Um, and they keep the Kiss franchise going. Okay, that's no longer that 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 is a tribute then. Like like that that is not Kiss. Yes. But like they are, they've really been trying to brand that makeup so that, you know, if you're getting, if you're getting people that can, that can do the performance, then it's Kiss. And dude, in the nineties, I saw tribute bands that were exactly what I wanted to see, (laughs) you know? Okay. But are you paying $200 to see a Kiss tribute band? No. No, but yeah, I'm also see, not paying $200 where, to see Kiss. Okay, everything that I said, you know, about the expensive ticket, fucking Ticketmaster, the corporate venue, I'm not going through all that for Kiss tribute. No, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even really like tributes as it is. I don't know. Oh, it, it, oh, it would, I, I'm hoping it's going to be better than the way I described it. Um, but I just, I really see this, this was going to happen. But, uh, when you say tickets, either way, it's going to give us a lot of, it's going to give us a lot of fodder for this show. Speaking of kiss. Yeah. Okay. And favorite bands of yours. Yeah. The Vancouver radio station, kiss FM 104.9 up here in Canada, a, it looked like they were changing their format, okay? I think... I don't know anything about this station. I think it was a more... I think it was a more easy-listening pop-type station, and they want to kick it up a bit by um, change, changing more formats to a more rock-oriented sound, which I am all for. Okay, well, apparently there were some layoffs because this happens. I lost when my favorite radio station up here, The Drive, when they changed formats, like I lost two of my favorite DJs because they just, no, you're gone. You, you, you're in. And I don't really care about this station anymore, but I'm keeping track of these favorite DJs because I have them on Facebook and they're really cool people. And all that. I definitely want to get one of them on the show one of these times. And just, you know, just to talk about the inner workings of corporate radio. I mean, we all love this type of independent DIY pirate radio, okay? Because right. we, we've been doing this for almost 16 years now and all that. But, you know, maybe it'd be good to get, you know, someone who's been, you know, on the inside as well. So that's definitely something we should look at. Well, anyways... During a Kiss FM radio station laid off two DJs on June 29th, and the rest of the station is pure is clearly pissed off about it because for the last 24 hours, okay, at the time this broke, they had been playing on loop one after another, Rage Against the Machines, killing in the name of. <laughs> <laughs> and right right now as we speak i haven't done much in the way of of following up on it i don't know if it's still going on 
or or what exactly this could be. I'm thinking because okay, at, at first I was like, okay, somebody's pissed. Someone hijacked the station. Oh, okay, but for it to go on that long, okay, like 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 if someone's just mad and they they want to play an angry song, you know, especially "fuck you," we won't do it. Tell me, right? You know, that type of sentiment. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking. Okay, well, at first it's like okay, someone hi- hijacked the station and they kind of took it over. You know, airhead style, right? Without right. the gun, with with w- without the guns. Well, it, it wouldn't have gone on that long. Eventually, power to the building would have got shut down, right? <laughs> you know, like you're not you're not going to win, okay? Um, but for the amount of time this was going on, this screams publicity stunt. Oh, absolutely. Me. Like, like you remember, and here we are. We're we're going to reference WKRP in Cincinnati again. The second episode when they announced the uh, the the format change. Well, we have to advertise to the listeners that we're a rock station now. Well, we don't have advertising money in the budget. Well, what are we going to do? Well, we kind of need a publicity stunt, and they had one that kind of fell into their laps. That's what this screams. Here. <laughs> Here, because that that's the only way this is working. Back in the 90s, we had a radio station do this exact same sort of thing, but it oh, was with okay. um, the song Rock Rock Till You Drop. Oh, Def Leppard. Okay. Played it on repeat right. for 24 hours. The news stations, um, like news cameras, went to the radio station. The DJ was like, no, people want to hear rock music. They don't want to hear what this station is playing. And um, they're like sending sandwiches and food up to him in buckets because he locked himself in the studio. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, if this was for real, he would have been fired. But no, he was kept on when they changed formats, you know. So, right. yeah, it, yeah it's, it's absolutely a stunt. But hell, it's a good stunt. For sure, for sure. Before we get to another song here, something came across my um, my Facebook timeline here, and it it it's one of those memes that's kind of a game, okay. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to run this by Aaron, okay. We are going to figure out Aaron's Canadian stripper name right now. Oh, I want to know what okay. Canadian stripper name would be. This is great. Okay. Okay. And we'll figure out mine as well. But to figure out your Canadian stripper name, Mr. Aaron. Yeah. What What is the color of your underwear right now? Hang on. Let me check. Gray. <laughs> Gray. Okay. And what is the last food item you bought or consumed? <sighs> the last food item I consumed would have been a glass of wine. Okay, so gray wine. Ah, that's actually not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Okay, for your cool Uncle Snowy's stripper name, Canadian stripper name. Well, um, the first name is going to have to be Commando. Because I'm basically in my PJs. 
All right. In my PJ bottom here. I'm in my PJ bottoms and I have an all orange t shirt. Seeing children lost in the residential schools. Sorry? Okay, I lost you there for a minute. You cut out. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. No, no, no. I'm I'm here. I'm wearing an all orange t shirt in commemoration of all the um First Nations children that lives were lost during the whole residential school period of Canada's past and whose, you know, their their bodies have been unearthed over the past little while. It's just it has not been a good year for Canada. Between that and the the trucker convoy and all that, I'm really not feeling too festive. So I'm kind of doing my part to enjoy Canada Day, but I'm also doing my part, you know, to remind everyone that we have our 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 checkered past as well. And let's not let's not repeat that. So I'm going commando. Okay, and I guess the last thing that I consumed right now is this lamplighter beer. So, Commando Lamplighter. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Let's, let's get into some tunes here by request. Okay, I want to introduce, and we've played this band on the show in the past but it's actually been a long time ago do you remember rocket robin hood the t the cartoon when back when we were kids no you never watched rocket robin hood nope i'm actually surprised okay well his it was robin hood except in space in the future okay okay and his his weapon was the electro quarter staff yeah, I could have swore you you were a big Rocket Robin Hood fan. Back, it sounds like something then. I would well, enjoy, but I do not recall it. Okay, well, more homework. Rocket Robin Hood, go check that out. His weapon, okay, was the Electro Quarterstaff. Okay, and Winnipeg Instrumental Metalers, well... That's where they got their name from. This is Electro Quarterstaff. And I love this title. Right to Arm Bears. <laughs> That's awesome. Who the fuck are you? That's who the fuck I am.
Okay, dude. When our good buddies shit happens, awesome band, good friends, good friends of the show, they moved. Oh, they made their way out to the Ottawa Punk Festival just a couple weeks ago. Now they came back absolutely beaming, beaming, snowy, snowy man. You have to check out this Ottawa hardcore band, CIDB. They're fucking amazing. This, that. Check them out. They're awesome. I believe you. I believe you. I haven't even heard this, and I believe you, because you guys would not steer me wrong. I gave CIDB a shot, and they were absolutely correct. That was... That's all, folks, from the mighty CIDB. And definitely, that's going to be a band, you know, in terms of... um, Indie Spotlights, extended Indie Spotlights. I think that's a band we definitely need to um, get a little more info about and all that. I like to piss around on the Facebooks, on the interwebs, and I belong to a couple Facebook groups, you know, that are kind of relevant to the things that I enjoy. And one one, one of the groups that I... It, that I, I'm really active on and I really enjoy is the Canadian Classic Rock Facebook group. Okay, for Canada Day, leading up to it, I kind of kind of made a status and I put it out to all of you know all of the other Facebook group members as well. I threw out a classic Canadian heavy metal battle. Sacrifice, the mighty sacrifice, versus Slaughter, the original Slaughter, the death metal groundbreaking Slaughter. And the idea is to everyone just comment after the status their favorites. (laughs) Okay. Or which one they would prefer if they have one. Okay. Because I love both bands. Okay, we've played both of them many times. We've had Sacrifice on. I'd like to get Slaughter on at some point. So I just kind of threw it out there just just to get some um, some 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 feedback and some responses. Sacrifice versus Slaughter. Okay, one of the very first ones I get is, well, where would any of them be today without Anvil? Okay, true enough. True enough, I got someone responding with Stopping Tom. Okay, fair enough. Savage Steel, best Canadian band ever. Someone here said, Slaughter, never heard of the other band. Okay, that tells me, and I do this intentionally sometimes. I, I like to troll this page without actually really being one of those trolls. Because... All I have to do is mention Slaughter and them being Canadian. <laughs> and, okay, you know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. someone, someone is going to go, Slaughter, well, they're not American. Okay, so this putts here, obviously, he said, okay, I'm voting for Slaughter. I've never even heard of the other band because he's thinking... The hair band. Oh, absolutely. As you speak in a hair, go down a little bit. Someone else says sacrifice by a hair. 
Another one says, there are many, but sacrifice was always top drawer for me. If I can name another, it would be Razor. Okay, fair enough. Another guy, for me, it's Kick-Axe and Helix. Give me an R. And then we get a list here. Anvil, Kick-Axe, Anvil. Exciter, Pantera? Another one says, at any good ritual, you have to slaughter the sacrifice. We get some more votes for sacrifice, for Annihilator. Um, some more Helix. Someone says, Pile Driver. I can't argue with that. Killer Dwarfs. Ooh. Okay. And now, now we get a couple guys here. I get one guy saying, well, Slaughter's from... from oh, sorry. <laughs> Slaughter's from Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, and another guy here. Slaughter was Canadian? That's news to me. Okay, another guy. Helix Killer Dwarf. Slick Toxic. Another guy. Never heard of either. Someone voted no means no. Another guy. Neither one. Yeah, okay, dude. Um, someone vote, voted for Anne Murray as well, of all people. Tell me you know who Anne Murray is. I know the name. I don't know anything else. Okay, okay. Well, she's this legendary, easy listener. That's just like one of the biggest thing that ever. She was like Celine Dion of the seventies. Gotcha. You've heard of Celine Dion? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this whole this whole thread was wrapped up by Mister Scott Watts from Sacrifice himself. He said, "Okay." So you all know there is no animosity between the bands. We've been friends for many, many decades. Yes, Scott, no problemo. This is all in good fun. I just wanted to throw it out there and, and, and share with our listeners as well. Before we get into some sacrifice, get into some slaughter here. There's something that you kind of wanted to throw out there as well. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a little fun random game we'll play here for Canadian artists. But uh, okay. um, one, I forgot to tell you, September 18th, DRI is going to be here in my hometown. Well, my mm -hmm. current hometown. Um, right. And I bought a ticket tonight. It's only $15. Right on. That's like 1990 ticket prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been seeing um, when you go on uh, Pinterest or sometimes the odd thing on my Skate Rock um, Facebook group pops up. You see these old flyers, okay, from the mid-80s. And it's got these bills with stacked cards. DRI, Beyond Possession. Septic death, doctor, no, six bucks. Like, really, seven bucks at the door. <laughs> okay, I'm like, what? Wow. Imagine, imagine DRI for seven bucks now? No. I mean, like, honestly, like, I'm kind of paying that, right? With inflation. Yeah, yeah that's, that's so when you, when you said seven, you know, 15 bucks, and when they, when DRI, last time DRI came up here, they were headlining night one of the manitoba metal fest so it was like 30 bucks but there was like 
five other bands, some established. Yeah, on even the bill thirty as well. bucks, that'd still be decent. It's, I cu- it's, I couldn't it's believe good. it was fifteen. Yeah. I I figured it's gonna be at least twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never been yeah. to this particular venue before, but um, you know, I haven't seen DRI since I opened for them. And I'm right. looking forward to it. All right. So let's play my little game here. I have a selection of magazines that are in my hand here, and they're all from the 80s, and they're all guitar magazines. So I'm going to read off guitar players to you. And and hopefully, if you don't know who they are, um, I'll be able to tell you what band they are. But you need to tell me, are they American or Canadian? And I mean this for real, because I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Ready? So here, here's okay. here's the first two. This is a guitar for the practicing musician, June 1985. Um, in the U.S., this magazine would have cost you two dollars and ninety five cents. In Canada, oh. it cost you three dollars and ninety five cents. Yeah, yeah. And now it's fourteen ninety nine. No doubt. Uh, oh, easily. But two guitarists. Randy Rhodes, he's the cover image, and then it's also okay. featuring Rick Emmett. Rick Emmett, okay. Randy Rhodes is American, a eh? LA original member of Choir Riot. Rick Emmett is okay. When it comes to Canadian trios, you have Rush first and foremost. They're the A band. The B band number two on the second rung would be Rick Emmett's triumph. That's what I thought. I'm like, I think Rick Emmett yeah. is Canadian. There we go. He okay. is. Good, good Canadian boy. Got to have him on the show. All right. Well, that was a fun one. Let's see here. All right. This one, I, I just got this one in the mail. Uh, this is probably my third or fourth copy, but like literally every time I see it, I buy it because it's my first guitar magazine. Uh, uh, it's the January 1985 issue. At the time, it was two seventy five in the U.S. Now, mind you, from June to um, or from January to June, the price of the magazine did go up by twenty cents. Um, way more in Canada. In Canada, it went up by forty five cents. Okay. But, uh, because it was two seventy five in the U.S., three fifty in Canada. This is June nineteen eighty five. Uh, Dave Murray and Adrian Smith are on the cover. I okay. bought it because it had sheet music for rock and roll all night with the bass line. Mm-hmm. And here are the guitar players. So we obviously Iron Maiden as uh, Dave Murray and Adrian Smith. Uh, Paul Quasi Stanley. Canadian. Yes, right. Because British Columbia. Um, <laughs> Paul Stanley and Ace Freely. And okay. then the other guitar players are David Gilmore, Dickie Betts. Barry Gore Goudreau. Uh, I'm going to say he's Canadian because it sounds French. Um, Randy Newman, Difford, and Tilbrook, who I have no idea who they are. Okay. So Paul, Paul and Gene are American. They're from New York. I've heard that rumor. Well, Gene's technically yes. Israeli. Okay, yeah, but... Um, okay, what was the after... Those two, David Gilmore, he's definitely British. Yeah, yeah, Pink Floyd. Dickie Betts, he's pretty darn American. Okay, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, you know. Okay. Uh, and then there's Barry Goudreau, G O U D R E A U. G, 
run that by again? G-O-U-D-R-E-A-U. Oh, that's definitely French-Canadian. I, that's what I was thinking. Because I'm like, yeah. I don't know anything about this guy. I've never heard of the name. You know, even though I've owned the magazine since 1985, um, still doesn't ring a bell for me who he is. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel he's going to be an honorary Canadian. All right, here we go. Next one. Let's see what we got here. Ingve uh, is on the cover. Okay. And then the other guitar players would be Steve Lukather, Alex Lifeson, and Tommy Shaw. Hey, Steve, Steve Lukather Toto, right? He would be American. Okay. Alex Lifeson from Rush. Very, mm-hmm. very Canadian. S- seriously. And Canadian. the third one. Seriously, yes. And the third one, Tommy Shaw from Sticks. Oh, see Sticks? And from Shaw Blades. Uh, that we yeah. go. Yeah, because yeah. Jack Blades was Night Ranger. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's right. I just confused. thought maybe I. I thought maybe I'd flex a little bit with the Blade Shaw thing. That was well. nice. That was good. That, that, that helped yeah. put it in context for me. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right. And, yeah, I don't think there's anybody Canadian in any of these other ones. <laughs> I don't know if we can get much more, um, like, American other than having Motley Crue and Stevie Ray Vaughan on the cover. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that that is my little game there. That that was fun. Okay, okay, let's. Um, I I got something for you in a little bit, but it's yeah. time to get into some tunes while I crack open this fireball here. Pour myself a shot of that. Let's um get into some sacrifice. Another one of my all time favorite songs, and um. It was actually by request, by request, from none other than Mr. Paul Arnold from At War. Really cool band who we've we've played them on the show, some of the more latter-day stuff. But I guess maybe their heyday was 1987, you know, when they got signed on and started appearing in the magazines and started touring. So, um, yeah, he wanted... Mr. Arnold, whatever he wants, we will definitely deliver. This is Sacrifice from the Forward Determined to Termination record. And four more Much Music Power Hour theme song. This is Reanimation.
track from their sort of latest release without going 
into all the sordid details of the mighty slaughter's past and their legal troubles and changing the name and putting out the album not dead yet under their new name strapato and now fast forward decades later high roller records gets the rights to the not dead yet not dead yet album and of course once again the mighty slaughter can call themselves slaughter once again so they write a 30 year wrong with the title track and album from slaughter not dead yet fantastic fantastic stuff go out go out okay if you buy one canadian metal album this year let it be that one just just on principle like go go buy a dozen okay but if you're only gonna buy one stick it to the man and get that one on principle really really cool stuff well my friend the problem here with fireball with this fireball cinnamon whiskey okay it goes down too easy (laughs) okay like, like okay like this is something i've seen mrs snowy like she's not a big drinker okay but i've seen her take a swig of my fireball straight okay because it's just it's it, 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 it's like drinking liquid candy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and when you mix it with uh, Coke, or even like I've I tried it last weekend mixed with fruit juice, like you don't even know it's an alcoholic drink. So it oh, goes wow. down way too easy. So I'm gonna have to be careful with this <laughs> uh, tonight. I had such a good time playing your Canada versus USA game. Okay, I figured, you know what, let's kind of do the same here, except I'm going to test you now. Oh, okay. okay. And I, okay, and I think I did pretty good with, uh, with your game, so you're going to have to step up your game here and try to catch up with me here so what i what i got here is i have i have 20 band names okay that range from the 80s hard rock and metal to current thrash to current death to everything in between some good hardcore some good punk from all eras you just have to tell me if this band is Canadian or if they are American. Oh, this can be fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I didn't go too far out of left field. I, there's no, there's no tricks to this or, or, or anything. It's just bands that we've, we've talked about, we've played on this show and just bands that, you know, every, you know, a musical connoisseur like yourself should get a lot of these, okay? Okay. So, I'm going to start off. Number one, Savage Grace. I've never heard of them. I'm going to say Canadian. Yeah, uh, sorry. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, sorry. Iron Dogs. 
Iron Dogs. That feels Canadian. Very Canadian. We just played them a couple episodes ago because they took their name from an Exciter song, much like the way Exciter took their name from a Judas Priest song. So ding, 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 ding. There's one for Aaron. Right on, right Ooh, on. The Santers. The Santers? Wow. Okay, you've done an amazing job of picking bands I've never heard of so far. Um, well, I'm going to say Canadian again. Ding, ding, ding. Excellent, excellent. Whew. Yeah, basically, the Santers, they're the Santer brothers. And I don't think they're like the Ramones. Okay, except they're Canadian hard rock. Well, that's a bummer. Everybody yeah, should be yeah, like the Ramones. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Hellfield. I'm going to say that's American. Oh, no. sorry. No? Sorry, right. yes. Yeah, Canadian, Canadian hard rock band, which I've just been uh, giving the heads up about some future Hellfield horns crossed. All that. So ah, you're, you're batting 500 so far. That's better than I thought I'd be doing. Hellion. Okay, Hellion. I know I know them. I'm going to say Canadian. Mm. Damn it. Dude, dude. Hellion was Anne Boleyn's band. Their heyday was in the 80s, the metal band. She went on to do the um, New Renaissance record label, which discovered necrophagia and all that. We've gotcha. mentioned this. We mentioned this before. Okay. Terminal Nation. I have no idea, so we'll say Canadian. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no! Very American hard hardcore band. We've we. This is a lot have... of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I I know nothing. This is great. Okay, okay, yes, we played Terminal Nation. Right now, our ex co-host Big Willie. He's he's chucking shit at you for not knowing Terminal Nation right now. Holy jeez. He's he's mad. He's mad. That's hey Willie, how's it going? Yep. Whiplash. Okay, Canadian. <laughs> oh, no? Sorry, man. Damn the legendary it. new 80s New Jersey Thrashers Whiplash. I figured that oh. was a Canadian band in tribute to Metallica. No. No, no. I would never pick a I would never pick a tribute band for, for Not something like, like this. a tribute tribute, but you like took their name oh, to honor like, Metallica. You know. Like like maybe like Gruesome right. did for death or exactly. something. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Snowy? Yep, I'm here. Okay, you were gone. Did you again hear, there did you hear that? Minute. Yeah, I can oh, hear okay. you now. Sorry, sorry. All right. Global genocide. Okay, that definitely feels Canadian. That is Canadian. They are a um they were a local mid eighties hard hardcore punk band that I used to see at the old punk list, punk Douglas Club. Rock on. When they were so that's three. That's three right on. Whew. 
Beyond Possession. Canadian. Very good. Yes, the Beyond Possession. We've spoken about them many times on this show. And I want to give a shout out to, I'll just use his first name, a dude named Lance. Okay. I, for the first time today since I was a teenager, I someone I saw someone in a Beyond Possession t-shirt at the first row collectibles today. And I had to like, hey, dude, man, that's awesome. Like, okay, you know when, when, you, when you're a metalhead and you see another metalhead, like not at a show, but out, out in the wilderness... <laughs> And you see them with yeah. you see them with a metal shirt, like you're buds, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm I'm an outgoing guy. I can walk up to someone and introduce myself. Hey, how's it going? Okay. Well, this 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 cool dude had a Beyond Possession T-shirt. Not not and not even one going back to the mid '80s, but a relatively new a new pressed one that uh, Phil Probin. From beyond, from beyond possession, he just put. He just released a whole lineup of uh, new beyond possession merch. So what a cool time it was to see that. So you got four so far. I have a few. I kind of. So I kind of think though that beyond possession was kind of a gimme though. Well, because like I said, we've we've talked about them on the show a lot. My new approach is I'm just trying to think. I'm like, is this sounds like something a crazy American would come up with or a crazy Canadian? <laughs> well, as it turned out, it was a crazy Canadian. Mortuous. Canadian. Oh, dude. Come on, really? <laughs> no, no, from San Francisco. Damn it. Yeah, we just played their new record just last year. Sooth, soothsayer. Hmm. I'm going to go Canadian again. Yeah, there we go. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. The legendary soothsayer. Great Canadian band from the mid 80s. And I think they're still kind of, they're still kind of doing it as still to this, to this day. Um, new, um, Relatively new within the last couple of years. New record out from them. Good stuff. Good stuff. DBC or Dead Brain Cells. Okay, this is tough. Because like thinking American versus Canadian. This could go either way. That feels like something that um, any of my crazy friends here would have called their band. But it also feels like something that would come from somewhere in Canada. I'm going to say American. Oh, 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 oh sorry. so close. DVC out of Quebec, the Warren Music record it. label. Ah, now when you said Warren Music, I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Toxic with a K. Canadian. Ah, oh, dude, no, sorry. Toxic was a cool American thrash band. Their heyday was in the 80s as well. But uh, word has it, Little Bird told me that we can expect, you know, a reunion and new material from Toxic soon. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that stuff comes across my desk. Johnny Crash. 
I have no idea. I'm saying the thing. I'm like Johnny Crash. Let's say Canadian. Mm, a hard rock American really? band. They're they, yeah. They kind of went in in the outdoor and the hard rock scene in the late '80s. Their song "Hey Kid." Man, really, really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Kid Wicked. I got nothing. I'm gonna say American. Uh, oh sorry, come on kid, kid wicked was sebastian's sebastian box glam band in toronto before before leaving before leaving them moving to new jersey hooking up with rachel bolin and forming skid row wow yeah 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 um infernal majesty okay that feels canadian You're going with that? Yes, Canadian. Ding, ding, ding. The, the Infertile Majesty. Great stuff, great stuff. Goat Hammer. <laughs> that honestly feels European. Um, <laughs> Actually, it does, yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't feel American or Canadian, but... I could see a bunch of smart-ass Americans somewhere in the Midwest or West Coast coming up with Goat Hammer. So we're going to say American. When you said America in the Midwest, okay, you were kind of ballpark because Saskatoon, Saskatchewan's Goat Hammer released an album out on Hell's Headbanger. Oh, man. Couple years back, great great band. Okay, when they put out a new record, I definitely want to see them. And I would even, I would have want to have them on the show. I would even travel to Saskatoon to see them live. The name though, like Goat Hammer, like because there's 800 goats, there's 800 hammers. That's a great name. (laughs) Great band, great band. Harlequin, Canadian. That is definitely Canadian. Ding, ding, ding. The the legendary Harlequin from Winnipeg here, who were in the late 70s, you know, about the mid-70s. Great, great bar band. They got signed, you know, matured out of the Winnipeg bar scene, you know, became a nationally renowned act, the legendary Canadian hard rock band, Har- Harlequin, and now... They're they're still doing it after all these years. Rock on! You no, know, their 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 heyday was in the early eighties. Iron Flame. Iron Flame. American. Ding 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 ding! Whew. Yes. <laughs> right on. Right on. Right on. And that was another great great band. Not really sold on the name. But their new record just dropped this morning as we speak. So hopefully, you know, in the very near future, we get something going with Iron Flame. And number 20, last one, Forgotten Rebels. Canadian. Yes, the Canadian punk rock legends forgotten <laughs> rebels wow. if you didn't get that one dude 
from the amount of times we've played them on the show over the years and the amount of times I've talked about them and, you know, the, this great Canadian punk rock band. Well, I don't know. You might have had to turn in your, your, your street cred card with that one. Well, let me tell you, th- that was really tough. I was hoping you were at least going to have Rush in there to, like, level the playing field, you know. <laughs> well, I was kind of ballpark with the Santers. In there, you know, I, I didn't want to make this too easy, but I also oh, wanted. Didn't. I, I I didn't want to make make it too easy. I didn't want to make it too hard, and I wanted to, you know, a couple, some trivia as well that we can share with all of our listeners. So out of twenty, my friend, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, so almost to fifty percent. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Not bad at all. So why don't we get into some forgotten rebels here now? Uh, One of my all-time favorite albums, I guess the early 90s, their Criminal Zero record. This is Forgotten Rebels with Shit for Brains. She was fat, she had a grade two education, but I didn't care, cause she's got shit for brains, yeah, she's got shit for brains, yeah, she's got shit for brains, yeah, she's got shit for brains, but I love her so, took her home to meet my mom and pa, one look and they both dropped their jaw, dad came for a close look and said, there's something wrong with that girl and tell her to change her underwear more often because she smells funny. Yeah, she's got shit for brains. 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 But I love her so Shit for brains. Yeah, she's got shit for brains. Yeah, she's got shit for brains. Yeah, she's got shit for brains. Shit, no brains. She got shit, foul brains. 
be mad Black eye and chip tooth and she was bad She had a grade two edgy Ah oh, fuck you know this is fucking shit a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. When it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. Check us out. Head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Come from heaven to deliver your souls Don't 
That was the aforementioned Quebec meddlers, DBC, or Dead Brain Cells. They have a relatively new release, kind of a compilation album called Demo Anthology that was third coming. And before that, like, dude, you had to have known we weren't going to get through an all-Canadian episode 
without me dropping a track from the mighty death sentence one of my all-time favorite bands from one of my all-time favorite albums not a pretty sight that was rcmp which that song just kind of wrapped up that whole 80s canadian punk angst and directed it towards all authorities shall we say well my friend Thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your weekend to uh, share with all of your, and I'm going to say your, because like I said, you are, after all these years doing this show with me, you are an honorary Canadian. Yes. (laughs) For sure, for sure. So thank you so much for uh, spending some time with uh, all of your fellow Canadians. And of course, metal fans all over the world we get more listeners you know every week in europe and asia and south america than we do in north america so hopefully we um we educated as well as entertained um but the uh clock on the wall is telling us it's pretty much time to bring this crazy train into the station for one more week how can uh people get a hold of us well dear snowman they can just go to winnipeg canada and say hey have you seen snowy white and anybody (laughs) will just be like well yeah let me take you to his place he's the mayor here um yeah if he's got a metal shirt on or a punk shirt he's like yeah i know snowy yeah Yeah, come on yeah you're good like that's all you gotta do (laughs) But if you're not in Winnipeg, you can go to RadioactiveMetal.org, get all the shows past, present, future. You can see pictures of the stuff we talk about at RadMetal666 on Instagram, Facebook.com slash RadMetal to keep up with um, also pictures and fun articles that Snowy shares. Um, You can find us anywhere fine podcasts are found. Which is everywhere. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, anywhere you can find a podcast, you're going to find us, um, because we're everywhere. We are also proud members of the Shiny Wizards Network, shinywizardsnetwork.com. They also host our sister podcast, A Wrestling Night in Canada, hosted by Snowy and Ducky, and Mr. Mm-hmm. Matt Copper. All have been on this show at one point. Um And thanks to the fine folks of the Shiny Wizards Network, we are on Spotify. So if you go to Spotify, look for Shining Wizards Network, you're going to find a whole host of fun podcasts. And we're in there too, because we're a party. It's a good time. And then last <laughs> but not least, if you want to send us an old-fashioned email, rabmetal666 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Once again, thank you so much, Aaron, and for everyone listening and tuning in. And enjoying to get us on out of here. What are we going to go with? How about we go with um, the aforementioned Soothsayer. Really, really cool. Ah, Once again, a really cool band out of Quebec. Their heyday in the 80s, but they're still kind of doing it. Mr. Matt Harvey. He knows his Canadian stuff. 
for sure. He of exhumed fame. He said, Snowy, Snowy, you're going to drop a track from a Canadian band. Why don't you give me some soothsayer? And of course, whatever Mr. Harvey asked for, we always deliver. So how about the title track, their latest release, Death Radiation. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a Canadian episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. Yeah!